Welcome to the podcast series of the UNESCO Chair in Refugee Integration through Languages and the Arts. We bring you sounds to engage with you and invite you to think with us. Welcome to our second episode recorded at the Scottish Cranach Centre. My name is Alison Phipps and I'm the UNESCO Chair for Refugee Integration through Languages and the Arts. And I've been up here all weekend with the wonderful people working at the Cranach Centre along with some of our artists in residence from both the MIDEC project and also from the UNESCO Chair. What you'll hear are some snippets from the Celtic autumn story weaving weekend which was part of the Scottish International Storytelling Festival in 2021. You'll hear a Ghanaian weaving song sung by Nadenso Todjro, a Danish lullaby by Christine Kamera, a song in Gaelic and a song in German by Rina Geltz and a Ghanaian story about gratitude from Dr Gamali Todjro. Then there's another song by Christine Kamera, and you'll find all these names and relevant links in the show notes on our website. And all of this coming to you within the concept of restorative integration that our first ever UNESCO Ryla PhD scholar coined on restorative integration. <laughs> Ananti ananti amama tin samwe Asanti bonye kente ni dimi hubido Asanti bonye kente ni dimi tibido Kwa mioni madie ye kente ye nyode ninsa Ninai na basa na beti Seji jinye kro 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 Hi 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 kro hi kro hi kro 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 hi he crow, he crow, crow, he crow, nay, yammy do, I am do, when they can tell me, yeah, I am do, I saw me them. As unforgiving as nature can be, especially the both the Scottish nature and the Nordic nature, as beautiful it can be too. Last year, two of my good friends decided to have kids, both of them, with one month apart. And uh, then they came to me and asked me if um, I could do a lullaby. It's a perfect occasion for it. So I write a lot of music with one of the people I play in the band with as well. And he knows just how to get the right sort of inspiration out of me. He takes me out into the woods and just places me onto a tree. So that's essentially what he did. I took the lyre. And some songs take a long time to come to life. And some don't. And this one was birthed quite easily. It's a lullaby, but it's also about how nature around us can calm you and how there's always soothing and love to be found. Escape. <clears throat> so feel to slumber. 
Following on from what Christina has sung about the fairies, I'm also going to sing you a fairy song. Now in this song, a young girl has been abducted by the fairies and taken underground into a sheen, a fairy hill. And she's calling out to her sister to come and rescue her. If you rux, if you Bye. 
I'm originally many many moons ago from Germany and I've been looking at my songs, songs of my culture, my tradition and so I'd love to sing you a little German song. It's actually from the German-Russian tradition and it's a ballad, the ballad of the fisherman's blind daughter. Es war einmal ein Fischer, once upon a time there was a fisherman. Es war einmal ein Fischer, der hatte das schönste Kind. Sie war sein Glück, sein Kummer, denn seine Tochter war blind. La 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 la, denn seine Tochter war blind. Des Nachts ging sie ans Ufer und sang mit Wind und Meer. Und wer ihre Lieder hörte, dem ward das Herz so schwer. La 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 la, dem ward das Herz so schwer. Da kam eines Tages ein Fremder, kam in den Fischerhaut. Er küsste ihr die Tränen von den blinden Augen fort. La 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 la, von den blinden Augen fort. Er bat sie, wird die meine, seine Hand war kalt und bleich. Er nahm sie mit ins tiefe Meer, hinab bis in sein Reich. La 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 la, hinab bis in sein Reich. Ach Vater, lieber Vater, ich bitte dich, weine nicht. Auf Erden war so dunkel, jetzt mir ewig Licht. La 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 la
Many, 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 many years ago, before most of the things that we have now that we take for granted, before there were cars, before there was internet, before there were telephones, even before there were human beings like you and I, there lived two friends. Allo the crocodile, who lived in a lake like this. And Jockey, the water bug, who lived far away from his friend in the wilderness. And these two friends were very, very, very good friends. You would say what they call close friends, even though they lived far apart from each other. They were connected, you know, through their hearts. They loved each other so much. And because of that, they did what friends do. You give your friends gifts, don't you? Mm -hmm. Regularly, occasionally, regularly and occasionally. <laughs> That's exactly what Alu and Joki did. They gave each other gifts. So what happened was that if Alu went to visit Joki in the wilderness, he would go and give him a gift. And then when Joki visited Alu in the river, they will bring him a gift as well. And so, many years after they've been friends, they've given each other gifts after gifts after gifts after gifts. Until one day, Alo sat in his river and said, I must give my friend Joki, who lives in the river, the wilderness, the most expensive gift in the whole world. Now, if you were Alo the crocodile, what would that be? What would be the most expensive gift you would give your friend? Toothbrush. Toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you know the crocodile has so many teeth. You know. But, unfortunately, toothbrush wasn't invented then. You remember I said it was long. Yeah, that's true, that's true. In Jockey's River, in Jockey's Lake. When he wants to cook, to make something like this, can you imagine how difficult it is? So he said, yes, I know what to give my friend. I'll give him firewood. So now he looked around and there was no firewood around. But then there were little twigs floating on the river. He grabbed one, put it on the river bank, grabbed another one. So he swam downstream, upstream, picking up twigs that were floating, put them down on the river bank. But then once he was done, he looked at it and it was all wet. Now what's wet twigs for firewood? So he sat there and waited. He waited, one day went by, another sunny day went by. Then on the third day he looked and were mm, quite dry. You know, they could light a fire. So he bound them up with a twine, slung it over his shoulder and traveled 
over the plains, on the mountains, through the valley, to the wilderness where his friend lived. Now when he arrived, in the distance, his friend Joki saw him and he ran to him because he had missed him so much. He gave him a hug, took him home, sat him down and they started chatting, catching up on each other's lives, telling each other stories, interesting stories, scary stories. And then, Alu said, wait, I brought you something. So he pulled out his bundle of twigs and presented it to his friend Joki as a gift. Now the only problem is that in Joki's wilderness, it scarcely rained. And because of that, most of the trees and the plants were really dry and, you know, very, very dry. In fact, all over the place was scattered, you know, firewood, a lot of dead wood. But also in Joki's backyard, he had stacks and stacks and stacks of firewood. And now his friend comes with this gift of twigs as firewood. The question I always ask is that if you were Joki and you had so much firewood already and your friend arrives with you know, a bundle of twigs as firewood, would you accept it as a gift? Yes. Really? Anyway, most people say they would accept it as a gift, right? Would that acceptance be with gratitude? So there's acceptance, but there's also gratitude. Would you be grateful for such a gift? Well, we don't really know because normally if you have so much of something, normally, if you have so much of something already and somebody comes to give you a gift for the same thing, or maybe less. Uh, you know? Anyway, Jockey, who lives in the wilderness, in that instance, realized how much his friend would have gone through to bring those things. So he was so touched. He received it. He was so grateful. And he said to himself, when the time comes that I, Joki, who lives in the wilderness, should visit my friend, the crocodile in his river, I should bring him the most expensive gift in the whole world. Funny thing is, he didn't know that that's what Allah had told himself before he arrived with the twigs. So, many days had gone by, Allah had returned to his river, and there sat Joki, in this wilderness thinking, what can I give my friend that is the most expensive gift in the whole world? <laughs> Jockey looked round, but he didn't find any fluffy doggy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you remember I said that in Jockey's wilderness, it scarcely rained. So water was really scarce. You wouldn't find anything like this. No, no way. However, if you traveled many, many, many miles in the wilderness, you'd come across this huge rock, and from under that rock, one drop after another drop of water 
fell. So Chucky said to himself, yes. And he grabbed his gourd and he traveled the distance. He went to the rock and put the gourd under the water. And of water dripped into the calabash. And he waited and waited and waited. Three days. He looked into his gourd. Mm, there was quite enough water there. So he picked it up, gently placed it on his head, and traveled. Traveled across the wilderness, through the valley, over the mountains, to the plains, onto the riverbank. Just before he got there, his friend saw him. He dashed out of the water, ran, gave him a hug, took him home, sat him down, gave him some food. They ate. And just about when they finished eating, Jockey said, wait, I brought you something. I pulled the calabash from behind him, gave it to his friend. Alo looked in there and there was water. <laughs> And he smiled. You could see all his teeth. <coughs> now, if you were a load of crocodile, you had so much teeth, and you lived in the water. Not that you had so much water in your in barrels in your backyard, but you actually lived in it. How much will a small gourd of water be worth as a gift? What do you say? Would that be a gift? Would you receive it? Would you be grateful? Would you be touched? As much as Alu the crocodile was touched, he hugged the calabash board. He loved the fact that he has water from the wilderness. He could imagine how much his friend went through to bring him that water. So he was very thankful, he was very grateful. And then both friends looked into each other's eyes and they burst out laughing. Do you know why they were laughing? Because in that instant, they realized they'd given each other gifts they didn't need. <laughs> but then they stopped laughing. And then they said, hmm. Can you say that after me? <laughs> okay, we'll take it one one word, at, you know, a few words at a time. Nu no mashi. Nu no mashi. Gaka. Gaka. Una nuama. Una Fluffy doggy. Ohone. Okay, let's try it again because it's actually a song that we will sing together. Nu no mashi. Nu no mashi. Gaka. You may have so much of something and yet receive a gift of the same thing with so much gratitude. So this is what they said to, to themselves. But then they said, we need to preserve this in a song that can live beyond us so that other people can learn from this and hear our story. So, they made this song. 
Thank you very much. I am my mother's savage daughter, the one who runs barefoot cursing shop stores. I am my mother's savage daughter, I will not cut my hair, I will not lower my voice. My mother's child is a savage, she looks for her omens in the colors of stones, in the faces of cats, in the fall of feathers, in the dancing of fire and the curve of old bones. I am my mother's savage daughter, the one who runs barefoot cursing shop stones. I am my mother's savage daughter, I will not cut my hair, I will not lower my voice. My mother's child dances in darkness and sings heathen songs by the light of the moon and watches the stars and renames the planets and wish she can reach them with a song and a broom. I am my mother's My mother's child laughs too hard and too long and howls at the moon and sleeps in ditches and clumsily raises her voice in this song. I am my mother's savage daughter, the one who runs barefoot cursing shop stones. I am my mother's savage daughter, I will not cut my hair, I will not lower my darkness and water brought into this world by blood and by pain and deep in our bones the old songs are awakening so sing them with voices of thunder and rain
not cut our hair. We will not lower our voice. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you can just hear the sounds of the water behind me in the background as I sing this to you and bring this to you from the banks of Loch Tay. Really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and all the songs that you've heard. Do think about donating to the rebuilding of the Cranog that sadly burned down earlier this year and you can find all the details on the website of the Scottish Cranog Centre. Their next events are on the 28th of October, Three Rivers Rising, also music and stories. And of course, on the 31st of October, their Samain event, one of the most magical events of the year. We'll be releasing another podcast in two weeks from now. Thank you. Totenda. Morantang. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the UNESCO Chair in Refugee Integration Through Languages and Arts, a podcast series to make you think. More information about work can be found on the website of the University of Glasgow, www.gla.ac.uk. Thank you very much.